Hey guys, I'm Danny. And I'm EJ. And this is the Your Living Proof Podcast. Where we talk about addiction and how it affects the family, from the brutal to the beautiful and everything in between. Hey you guys, welcome to episode 37. We have been having so much fun. And I hope you've listened to the last couple of episodes. We've had Smith Alley on and Todd Sylvester, and it's been amazing. But today... It's just me. Yeah, and dropping bombs. My sidekick. <laughs> That's right. So we've had the opportunity to have two workshops in the last couple of weeks. Yep. Where we've, you know, had parents from all over Utah coming and learning, and it has been incredibly fun. Yeah, we talked about it on the last episode, but just for clarifications, it's a workshop for parents, families, yep, spouses. Called Raising kids in combat. Yep. So we're, this purpose is not about addiction. It's the prevention. Like, what do we do as families to prevent things like pornography, substance abuse, alcohol, depression, all, all, all those types? Things. How do we prevent that from happening in our home? How do we create an atmosphere where that doesn't fester or build? Yeah. Well, what I love about it too is it's kind of like a a two in one thing where it's like, okay, we're gonna set up some boundaries, some safe tech support things, but it's also like, okay, let's be real and just be honest about the fact that it's not if your child is introduced to porn, it's when. So how are we as a, as a family going to have those conversations? How are we going to prepare our kids for those times when they're, they don't even understand why they're feeling kind of down or, or, you know, maybe unmotivated and just how we connect with our family and keep things from becoming huge problems. We're not going to, we're never going to be able to prevent them from falling down and having, you know, having things happen, but we don't have to let it turn into like a cancer. That's right. Right. But it's fun too. We have, we, we do funny skits. We have breakout groups and different, you know, Smith does certain things. I do certain things. So people get to learn different perspectives. Yeah. It's fun. The food's amazing. Smith's mom, actually Sally Alley. Sally Alley. That's, That's a, a true dopest name, but she's thing. amazing too. So the food has just been phenomenal and it's yeah. a good time. It's been, I have to say, my favorite thing has been meeting people that I have never, you know, met before. And they'll just kind of come up and be like, Oh my gosh, I have been listening to your podcast and it has like changed my life. I'm so grateful for your podcast. And it's been so, so fun to just meet people for the first time. Well, and also and feel people like, who are wanting to do the same thing. Right. Try, just feel an instant learn connection. from each other. Yep. So it's been really, really fun. I'm grateful for all of you that um, have come and that I've gotten the opportunity to meet. And I'm um, just going to ask again for us to spread the word because it's funny. We've had a lot of parents come and be like, oh, I wasn't really sure. You know, I just kind of came because my neighbor invited me and whatever. And then they they leave and they're like, wow, I didn't, I wasn't expecting that. So yeah, it's interesting too, though, on that note, I don't mean to interrupt because you look beautiful today. So, well, you would love to interrupt me. Do I? <laughs> oh my. Just wow. Kidding. I don't know. I mean, in certain situations, but it's fine. yes, I do. That was great. Yeah. That was. was. I love when you put me in my place. Yeah. For some reason, it's beautiful. (laughs) But, you know, you think they would come and it's like, oh, we're talking about heavy things. It's kind of like weighing me down. Everyone leaves like super like excited and determined and like ready to go. 
That's what's been really cool. Well, and I think it's so fun to like invite people to talk about difficult things. And the people that are kind of willing to step into that arena are just awesome. You know, they're, they're, they're like, all right, here we go. And, um, and I think it's actually ends up being like such a relief that it's like, okay, I'm not, I'm not alone. (laughs) I'm not alone in this. And and everybody gets to meet other parents that are kind of like, yeah, we can do this. And I think that's ultimately what I want. I hope every mother and every parent that comes to uh, one of the workshops feels is I was actually made for this job and I can kick butt at it. Like I don't have to feel like I'm going to get run over by this. Like, I was made for this role. Right. And so it's it's really, really fun. I don't know what's going on today too, but like even the sound of your voice is like I, It was my kale smoothie. <laughs> Love is potent in the air here today. <laughs> That's what it is. Hey, but I really personally enjoy it. And the reason why, is it okay? Yeah. If I share? Yeah. Is I spend a good portion, at least half of my time, if not more, helping people who are in the thick of it, Right. I'm not going to kick a dead horse. I've talked about this many times, but it's really, really hard. Draining. You know, and what I mean by that is literally the calls are, Hey, I, I need to meet. My friend told me about you. My, my daughter got arrested last night or our son's in the hospital. He, you know, he had an over an accidental overdose. We can't find our daughter. It's been a week now. Panic. They're in these yeah. just panic moments. And and I actually thrive in there and enjoy the intensity of yeah, it. Yeah, it's unfortunate because you're actually really good at that moment, yes. but it's exhausting. But when we do these workshops, it's completely different. It's like stepping back out of the cloud of insanity, and then we have a chance to do something different. We're we're playing offense. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about today is how mental health, I don't care if it's depression, anxiety, substance abuse, addictions, OCD, be, it can be disorders, to gaming, whatever. food, it can be alcohol, pornography, prescription drugs is which where it seems that it always starts the first drug dealer in everyone's life is their doctor. But I just want to talk about how, what, how it teaches everybody, not only the person consuming, it teaches everyone how to play what? Defense. defense. They're yeah. constantly playing defense. Just reacting. They're reacting. They're defending. They're protecting. It is crazy. So these workshops are awesome because we're being proactive, trying to play offense instead of defense. Yeah. And, and if you're feeling sad because you're like, oh, I don't live in Utah or I'm not around there. Yes. We are totally, we're already setting up workshops um, in other states and other communities uh, Smith and Danny are totally willing to travel to bring these to different groups, organizations, uh, companies, whatever. So please DM us or you can just email me at emily at yourlivingproof.com and we can do that. And it and my heavens, we want more parents. Yeah, we, we plan on taking it everywhere yeah. and it's to businesses, to communities, to churches, to schools, whatever. Yeah, and it's it's 100% like ready to roll. So- let us know. Let's get into today. We're going to do a do little it. elementary version of addiction, right? What is that? Addiction 101? Yeah. All right. I think so this is, this is a funny topic, right? Everyone, I think, would say, oh, I know what that means. We all understand the concept behind it. But what I want to talk about is from a different perspective. We're not talking about the person who is engaged in bad habits. Right. That's called addiction. But I will tell you. 
a majority of the people that reach out to me, <laughs> for example, just the most recent one. Um, yeah, I've been following you for a little bit and I appreciate the things that you talk about. I think we need some of your help. My, my husband's a really great guy and, um, he just has some bad habits that have gotten out of control and they start to list them, you know, nicotine, alcohol, prescription drugs. First of all, what you know is literally just a fraction of what's going on. But second of all, is they, they can't even say what it is. They just say, you know, and they've kind of gotten out of control and we think we need help. That's okay. Yeah. I awesome. mean, that's okay because everyone is at that position at some point. So they're, they're looking at it going, Hmm, I think there's a problem, but in the rea- in all reality, they know there is, they know yeah. there is. Yeah. So addiction 101, what I want to talk about is the perspective of how it affects everyone in the family. I don't care if it's your spouse, your parent, your child, your grandchild, your niece or nephew. Someone is addicted to something and for sake of time and for a clear understanding of how to move forward, let's just accept that that's what it is. What addiction does is someone is now addicted to something that is controlling them. Okay. The scientific proof is that over time, it literally rewires their brain of how they respond and react and deal with cope with everything. So let's just stop worrying about that person. Let's just set them over here in the corner we'll call them person a is sick, (laughs) undeniably sick. Meanwhile, there's a family around them and these families all look different. They're different in size. They're different in their financial stability. They're different in their beliefs. They're different in the way they live, but they are a group, a God given group of people who care about person a that's sick. Every time there's a person a who's sick, there's a family, a group of loved ones that's suffering every single time and each one of them handle it differently. And just like person a has an addiction that's progressive, meaning it starts with little things. Maybe it's harmless in the beginning. It always progresses to a point where it gets to be a problem, right? Right. The family's illness is progressive as well. Over time, people, maybe, maybe the way they deal with this person, if it's a sibling, they just abandon, they're completely disconnected. Yeah. Okay. Maybe if it's a dad, what I often see, and I'm not trying to generalize everybody or just going off like the majority of the time, the dad actually engulfs himself in work. Yeah. An area of his life that he can control. Right. Step back, take over that world. Yeah. And so they, they end up obsessing on that. Like they, they become addicted to work almost in a way because that at least they have control there. Other siblings might be build resentments and get angry. Other ones are just withdrawn. so kind hearted. Yeah. Withdrawn or so kind hearted. They, they're always there to help them with any of their problems. And then usually, again, I'm not trying to generalize, but usually most always there is this beautiful soul called a mother yep. who's there trying to hold all of the pieces together, trying to deal with each one of her children who is now struggling because of person a the relationship with their spouse always is affected negatively. Sure. And their hearts are so big that they literally become obsessed with person a and person a again could be your child or your spouse, whatever your parent. It is so unfortunate that over time, the only person who can help get stuck because person a is never going to help themselves. That is where, what drives me nuts. I told you about that person that just reached out recently about her husband. Yeah. Okay. 
is a problem to all these drugs. There's like a list. So when I respond back, hey, this is how it works. Here's a link where we can schedule our initial assessment call meeting. She responds, okay, I'll go talk to him tonight and then we'll get back to you. That's the most common. And if, if hearing me say that doesn't like make an eyebrow raise on your forehead, then that's okay. It's the problem with addiction. It doesn't play by the rules. But the problem there is your husband is the one with the problem. And you have not yet been effective trying to talk to him because you have. You've negotiated, you've begged, you've pleaded, you've cried, you've threatened. He's still where he is. It's actually getting worse. So there is no point in us talking to him. My approach is completely different. I'm trying to help the family. Why? Because person A is stuck right where they are. Why? Because addiction has them stuck. Let's stop arguing that. Yeah, it's taken their agency. The family's the only one that can do something different. Here's the crazy part. Often and always, they're looking at this person going, well, he needs to figure it out. Because at some point in his life, he was sane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're like, I know they're capable. I married of him. Like, yeah. I know what he's capable of. He just needs to figure it out. If you hear anything today, please hear this. They will never, ever, ever figure it out. They will never, ever wake up one day and say, wow, you guys, I'm sorry I let my life get out of control and unmanageable. Hmm. I'm going to take the day off and try to find some places where I can go get help. Right. It's a, it doesn't happen. If you're stuck right there thinking, looking at your loved one going, what the hell is wrong with you? You've lost your job. You're homeless. We're about to lose our house. Your kids have no relationship with you. What's wrong with you? You have to get over that. That is the nature of addiction. They don't have agency. They're controlled by something. So just accept that. Right. But that's so hard. I know. And you can hear me get worked up yeah. because this is where I exhaust myself every day is meeting with people who know there's a problem and they can't get over that hurdle. They just can't get over it. That this person they love and at some point in their life looked up to admired and respected is now sick. Yeah. It's your responsibility. The reason why 93% of people fail to ever recover from addictions is because they don't have a support group. That's it. Yeah. They don't. They have an alcoholic father. Their parents are broken up. They're, if you are one of the fortunate few who has a family left to help you, those are the only people that have a chance. I hate saying that. Right. But it's the truth. So if you do love someone, a person, A, that's sick, you've got to figure out how to get unstuck. You do. Yes, you do. But it, it is a real mental struggle because as somebody who, who, who loves so hard, you're just like hoping, right, that, they'll, that maybe something will happen and it will propel them into a different direction. Yeah. And what's hard is, and you know this by your own experience, is maybe for a few moments it, it does. Like you, you went to rehab more than once, right? Yeah. And so you were willing to be like, okay, fine, yeah, 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 I'll go, I'll go. But the reason why it didn't work is because you you weren't ready for that. And, and your family wasn't yep. ready for it. It was just kind of like, okay, we'll send them off. Hopefully they'll fix them and then we can move on with our lives. And yep. it's so much Well, more and than also that. every person who goes and gets help, it's also human nature. You think you're good. I'm good now. I'm good. I'm good. Right. I'm good. So the family's like, okay, good. Wow. He's yeah. Good. He's good. Great. No one knows what it's going to take. The process is going to take unless you've been through it. You right. need someone's help to help you pave the path forward. It's but more you know, than a 30-day process. I, I get the opportunity to be a soundboard, a shoulder to cry on, a punching bag for so many of these incredible souls that we call mother. Yeah. And I just want to tell you why addiction isn't fair. Because 
it does not play by the rules. It doesn't. Yeah. You could be, you know, we have negotiations with a real estate agent, a used car salesman. You could have negotiations with your child about where they're going to go for senior trip. I mean, there's, a, there's many of them, yeah. but when you're trying to negotiate and reason with someone in addiction, <laughs> it doesn't work. It doesn't play by the rules. They do not play by the rules Well, because they, they are manipulators yeah. by nature. No, it, what really kills me is all of these beautiful souls called mom. And it's not always mom, it's mom and dad, but gosh, we know mom's hearts just carry everything. The reason why it's not fair is because these beautiful women have a heart that is literally crushed into a million pieces. Mm-hmm. How they're hanging on, I don't know. They're taken advantage of. They don't sleep well. Their health and well-being actually dwindles down. Yeah. I, I, I've lost count of how many women have actually maybe even put on some weight. Right. Or, you know, they feel stressed out all the time. They, their health is actually deteriorating. Yeah. My sweet mother, my poor mother, the sweetest soul I know on the face of this planet, she had physical reactions from all the years of stress I had put her through. Yep. These, these sweet souls are manipulated. All of the relationships suffer. Almost always I, I feel the pain that they have because their other siblings, or sorry, their other children now have hard feelings towards them. Yeah, well, because all of mom's energy has been, like 90% of it goes one direction. Person A, yeah. They're lied to, they're verbally abused all the time. And worst of all, this is the part that I can't stand. They're they're in a hell much deeper than their loved one, person A. Oh, yeah, they are. Because person A, their life sucks. I don't even care if they live in a trap house, in a trailer park, if they're living on the streets. Guess where they get to go every single day? Disneyland. Disneyland. That's where they go? Yeah. That's why drugs are amazing. You get to ver- You get to escape into La La Land. Yeah. So they, even though they look at their life, oh my gosh, this hurts. Oh, I'm hungry. I'm cold. I'm tired. Whatever. They can check out. Meanwhile, this sweet soul called mother has to hold it, has to feel it, can't run from it, can't escape from it, wakes up and sees it face to face every single day. And at the end of the day, here's, here's what it is. I hope you've heard me say this more than once, but addiction is the only fatal illness on the face of the planet. So let's stop right there. I dare you to challenge me if there's anything else. Any other fatal illness on the face of the planet where families more often argue, disagree, ignore, or fail to do anything about than addiction. I mean, often meeting with families, I I hate to say it, but I'll explain to them. If If we were talking about person A, this would be so much easier if they had cancer. Right. And I don't mean any disrespect by that. No, because, because I know how many millions no of people arguing. are affected by that. But what happens is, and let me tell you why cancer's the most nasty, tragic thing ever. I'm not, I'm not going to cry, but this is what's crazy is if it's cancer, yes, a person's sick, but the rest of the family is not in disarray. The rest of the family is united and doing whatever it takes to get them help. And the person that's sick accepts treatment as hard as it is. Most of them willingly walk in and they go through the chemo and they do all the things they're supposed to. But in addiction, the person who's sick fights tooth and nail to stay sick. Right. It's insane. Yeah. So 
I just, I really wanted to drive home the point today that if you love someone who's dealing with this, and I don't care if you don't even want to call it an addiction at this point, they just have some bad habits. Yep. There you go. Bad habits. Let's say you're a person with bad habits, or maybe you're someone who's like, no, I I know it's an addiction. My person A in my life, it's a mess. Okay. doesn't matter where you're at. They will never figure this out. They will never wake up magically one day and just want to change. They're going to have moments. They're going to call little pink cloud moments. They're going to have moments, right? And I'm sorry. Unfortunately, most of these moments come when they're really high where they're like, Ooh, yeah, I want more out of my life. I'm going to do things more with my life, but it's a trap. It's a trap that no one ever gets out of. Yeah. So you have to just overcome that. That this person that you loved and once admired, respected, trusted, confided in is gone. And if you don't do something, nothing will change. Yeah. And it reminds me of that. We posted it on Instagram, but I'm going to read it. It's a quote by Zig Ziglar. And it's, most of the problems in life happen for two reasons. We act without thinking or we keep thinking without acting. Mm. And obviously... If you're an addict, you've been acting without thinking. But for everybody that loves them, it's you just keep thinking without acting. Yep. And it's not because you're bad or 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 not trying. It's because it's so uncomfortable. It is so outside of your wheelhouse and your capacity as life as you know it that it's paralyzing. And again, you are working with you. You are constantly working with somebody who is manipulative. So your life just gets reshaped every time you think, "Yes, this is what I'm going to do." They will tweak something that'll make you react and respond differently. Yeah. And it's really, really, really difficult. It is. And you know, yesterday there's a mom I've worked with for a while who just says, "You know, I'm just so tired of it." Like we got her son and some help, and she had a week without any interaction with him. And she's like, is it really bad to say this has been such a nice week? Cause I haven't, he hasn't, my son hasn't been verbally abusive to me right. or manipulating or taking advantage of me. And I, and I'm quick to respond. Yes. Don't feel bad, but that's not your son. Right. That was the addict inside of him. Whose DNA knows how to deceive, manipulate and, and, and to use fear tactics on you. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. That's how it survives. Yeah. It's just exhausting. But you brought up a good point. And I just, if you're listening out there and you love someone that is dealing with this, I just want you to know every person at some point was a really, really good person. Oh, good people are great at making poor decisions. Yeah, they are. You know, every person I've worked with, whether they've been incarcerated, you know, they've been on the streets. If you looked back a few years to how things looked, they're in this beautiful, loving home. Yeah. Awesome family. I mean, we all have our challenges, but just what every person in life would want. Yeah. So don't feel bad if this is your spouse or your child and you're like, no, they're really, really good. Really, really good people make bad choices. Yeah. Well, I I think that's so interesting because every time I'm in a conversation with somebody, it's almost like they feel like they need to convince me that the person that they're talking about is good. Yeah. Like, you have no idea, though. They're so good. And I'm like... Honestly, I don't have even a tiny doubt in my mind that they're actually, they're probably one of the most 
stellar souls on earth, which is why Satan has gone after them so hard, which is why it was imperative for him to take their agency from that person so that they were stuck because they they were too powerful of a soul to just be free. They could help other people. So, so I just know if somebody that you love has an addiction to anything, I don't care what it is, porn, that's one that people just hate to put their name next to. They're not bad. They're great. They're great. They're great people that got stuck and it's okay. Nope. And you so know, don't keep thinking. Yes. That act. it's yes, that it's okay not to do something because they're special or they're good. Well, just that that they have some shame around them. We, we we all get stuck. Like and and it's just we have to move forward. We do. And and often the beginning there were some poor choices made. And there's always the reason. We're not going to go into that today, but you know, yeah. there's underlying issues, people experience trauma, they're carrying secrets. But things become uncomfortable and then they start self-medicating with something that eventually turns into what my wife shares often. There's this phrase, I shared it in our workshop. Um, she uses this sentence and the first time I heard it, I had to have her repeat it a few times. <laughs> that is, I was like, what? Didn't you? I was like, I had to put this piece of puzzle together. There's no, te- there's no solution as permanent as a temporary solution. Right. That's so, right. What? families do these sweet souls called mom is they're constantly throwing temporary solutions quick little fixes to band-aid the problem and nothing becomes more permanent than these quick little solutions yep amen yes and and i would say it's shame that that usually keeps people from reaching out so i'm going to read something please that um and i have one last thought yeah we i'm just going to read something that we posted on instagram And it is the enemy to progress is shame. Shame keeps us from sharing what hurts. Shame keeps us isolated. Shame keeps us from reaching out. Shame keeps us from feeling love. Shame keeps you in the dark. Shame keeps family secrets. Shame keeps us all wearing a mask. Shame teaches us to build a wall. Shame makes us feel unlovable. Shame makes us feel like a fraud. Shame keeps us from accessing peace, forgiveness, community, wholeness, progress, rest, healing, and love. And if there's anything that we are trying to accomplish with Living Proof, it is to drop the shame. Drop the shame and get help. I don't care if you're going to do anything scary in life. Like first time you're going to jump out of a plane, that's pretty scary. Yeah. But who's there? There's always someone with you. Matter of fact, it's called tandem skydiving and they yeah. are attached yeah, to for you. a reason. Yeah, they're there. You know, you haven't been to the gym in your life for maybe years and you walk in and it's intimidating and you don't even know where to begin. So you either Yeah, you, one, you wait you get for your a, friend to go. You with get you. a digital trainer. Yeah. You know, someone on your Lose phone. Lose ten pounds at home. Or first. a physical trainer to to help. It doesn't matter. This process is difficult and you can't do it alone. So we talked about a lot today. Hopefully I identified some of those things. But at the end of the day, if you want to get unstuck, stop doing what everyone fails at for so long, which is thinking, quote, we can do this in-house. Like we got this. Right. You haven't. If you have not yet dealt with this nasty, cunning, powerful thing called addiction, then you don't understand how it works because it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't play by any rules. Right. 
I hope there was, what do you, yes. do you have well, something I, last I was you want to share? Say, and for anybody that's listening, that's like, whew, I do not want, I don't want that to happen to anybody I love. That's why we created yeah. the workshops. Those workshops are for you so that when you start thinking about this and you're going, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm kind of, my kids are starting to get to this age where, you know, things could start to, to happen and I'm worried about it. Don't, don't just think about it. Do something, prepare yourself. We, we do these workshops. We, we supply you with like over 50 different resources. When you leave, you'll, you will know how, how to get yourself at a point where whatever happens with your child, you will be prepared to handle it better than you would without this. Yeah. You well, will, you will know. And it's the understanding that things are going to happen. They're all right. going to go through trials. It's but they how, are. Do, how do we nip them in the butt? What do we do in our home to establish and create a place where we expose those, work through them, we talk about them, they don't become secrets, because that's what leads everybody down that road, where a really, 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 really good kid or person at some point ends up having their life in shambles. Right. So With really, really, really good parents yes, that are trying amen. to figure it out. So come join us at one of these workshops. The link is, um, you know, it's on our website. It's also on Instagram at Your Living Proof. We're just grateful to be here with you guys. Hopefully there's something shared today that helps you. If there's something you learned, share it with somebody else. But Yes, please share the podcast, guys. Yeah, it means a lot to us. But we hope you have a glorious day and thank you for joining us. Bye, guys. <laughs>